You're listening to The Zeitgeist, a podcast focused on Germany, the United States, and the transatlantic relationship. Join us as we discuss economics, politics, security, and more. I'm Jeff Rafke, president of the American Institute for Contemporary German Studies at Johns Hopkins University. Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome all of our listeners to this episode of The Zeitgeist. Uh, We are marking in 2023 the 40th anniversary of our institute. We were founded in 1983 at the peak of the Cold War. um, And the mission that was defined at that time was to deepen understanding in the United States of two Germanys. Uh, because of course uh, we were in a time of uh, of divide of divided Europe, and and so uh, that mission has evolved over time as Germany has reunified. Um, but the core, an understanding of Germany, um, and to promote a strong German American partnership uh, remains uh, at the center of what we do here. And we're really delighted to have the opportunity to talk with someone who uh, has played a really important role over the years. Um, Frank Tromler, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. And I'm glad to be here. Terrific. And I'm uh, joined uh, by Eric Langenbacher, um, uh, who is the director of the Society, Culture, and Politics program at AICGS. Hello, Eric. Hello. Good morning. Uh, So Frank Tromler is Professor Emeritus of German at the University of Pennsylvania. And among his many contributions to scholarship on Germany, literature, and cultural studies, he also served as the director of the Humanities Program here at AICGS from 1995 until 2003, if I've if I've got that right. Uh, that position has a different name now, um, uh, but his successor is Dr. Eric Langenbacher. Uh, the director of our program on society, culture, and politics. So I'm going to hand uh, the mic over to Eric, um, and uh, he will lead our conversation. uh, And I'm very excited to get started. So Eric, take us away. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Before we get into a dialogue, I really want to emphasize what a legend Frank Tromler is. He was also the president of the German Studies Association, which is the premier North American organization for the study of Europe and, well, I'm sorry, of Germany and um, German-speaking countries. Um, He also is extensively published, and I can't think of too many people who have done more to study the German-American relationship. He has all sorts of books that have been in multiple uh, editions, including America and the Germans, the German-American Encounter, and many others. And then I might also mention that he has received one of the highest civilian honors from the Federal Republic of Germany, which is the Bundesverdienstkreuz. So um, it's really great to have you here today, Frank. And I thought that we could start by speaking a little bit about what your role was when you were here at AICGS. So um, if you could um, provide some details, that would be great. Thank you, Eric. And thank you, Jeff, for the welcome. I am delighted to to go back 40 years. We have to be old in order to be able to enjoy 40 years How, uh, in, in retrospect. For me, it was a very special moment, and I can bring this up since, Jeff, you mentioned that it was um, the Institute was founded in 1983 at the high point of the Cold War. It was actually founded at the University of Pennsylvania where I teach and where I organized a big conference on German-American relations, the Tricentennial Conference, where Stephen Muller, um, the president of Johns Hopkins at that time, 
and a very well-recognized famous um, university president um, closed his uh, remarks in saying that he would found an institute uh, that would deal with the um, German-American history and relations and current politics. And it was Jeevan Muller. And when I heard from him at that time, what was more or less the background for this founding, would this be necessary? There are so many German departments in the country. There are certain organizations. What was the special thing? And Stephen Muller brought up the fact that the generation of emigres from Germany had more or less retired, and there was a sort of vacuum in the um, back and forth between the two countries. Younger people should step in, and there should be some institution that should uh, carry this uh, relations. And so Stephen Muller had a real reason and stepped in, and the institute uh, had the platform or built the platform that it was also criticized about. That means a platform that could bring also East Germans to Washington. It was something that I personally uh, welcomed because uh, originally from East Germany, I found that East Germany was undervalued and for Washington, it was not really visible. And Stephen Muller and Jerry Livingston, the first director, um, made a, a point and I found it um, enlightening. As I say, it was something that would uh, would ease my work after 1990, after the unification, and when I stepped in in 1995 as director of the humanities program, where I tried to bring in the two parts of Germany as a full as full, uh, let's say, participants in a new view of Germany. And that was something that I tried to um, bring up on my part, more the humanities, literature, culture. But I also found that uh, the discussions with Stephen Muller and Jerry Livingston, uh, later then with Jack Janes <clears throat> and uh, Lily Gardner-Feldman, was that the Institute in the 80s was more or less a platform for, uh, let's say, public um, recognition, public work between the, the, the two countries, but it could not, uh, let's say, stay the same way as a, as a public platform. It should become a real institute with uh, scholarly approaches, workshops, seminars, and with a sort of um, more intensive, um, I, would, I should say, <laughs> academic uh, connections. And that happened in the 1990s, it was a very important moment. And uh, I don't want to occupy too much, but this was the time when I felt really useful <laughs> at that time with the, as a director, because I could bring up quite a bit of academics. I would say that what I learned in Washington, uh, commuting from Philadelphia to Washington, um, to these workshops and, and, and events, what I learned in Washington when I had to make connections and network. In Washington, the attention span is eight minutes, not more. And I had to go with my little script or project. And if it was not accepted after eight minutes, I wouldn't have speakers from Washington in these programs. So that was my <laughs> my lesson. And um, I think it, it, it worked to some extent. 
um, in this case, Washington in the 1990s, having the cultural wars, having wars between, um, uh, let's say, conservative and more liberal uh, factions, and um, the threat of, of closing down the NEH and NEA, there was interest in culture, culture as politics. And so in this case, the ARCGS with its many um, ventures um, could play a, a role that was significant also for the American self, uh, let's say, reflection. What do we do now? We have the peace dividend, we have Clinton as president and so on. So um, that, for instance, um, the really worthwhile project that Lily Gardner did about uh, the reconciliation between France, Germany, uh, Poland, Israel, and Germany and Israel, and so on. That was something that was recognized. There was a lot of interest and also academics from outside logged in. Anyway, the big, let's say, disappointment, the big black moment was 9-11. And uh, this was a moment when I really felt that the Institute was hit hard. Was with the 9-11 events, I had the feeling that this um, pretense of having a good German-American relations that the Americans were interested in what the Germans had to say, had been torpedoed. And all of a sudden, there was an enemy there was a lot of other stuff. I don't have to go into this, but it was really a very uh, decisive moment. And it has probably shaped uh, German-American relations since then. One has to come to a certain normality of distance, a normality of two countries in different, cont often different continents. So that's my spiel. I felt that I should say the ups and also the down. That's my spiel. Well, there, there's just a lot to unpack in um, uh, everything that you just said, but I can't resist, uh, you know, a, a question about contemporary politics because you just mentioned, you know, end of the Cold War, the peace dividend, 9-11. Um, and then, of course, we had the Trump administration followed not long thereafter by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the, you know, much ballyhooed Zeitenwende in uh, Germany. So do you have any thoughts on the state of German-American relations today after four years of Trump and now uh, the Zeitenwende in Germany and Europe? Yeah, if you think that American presidents change quite a bit, there are many ups and downs in the, in the, in the Washington, in the, the administrations. And if there is an institute that has some continuity to offer, <laughs> I think it is important, important to say that uh, the institute has been certainly um, affected by the ups and downs of American domestic politics and American foreign politics and wars and so on. But the fact that the institute can provide, can deliver um, a constant stream of information, of of, of, of um, discussion and reflection, that is already, after 40 years, then you have to capitalize on this to some extent. That was not possible after 10 years. But after 40 years, you have a standing, you have publications, um, you have uh, your new, younger 
president and um, uh, Jeff uh, being participant in many things and Eric is, and the others are. So this is what I feel um, probably should be counted. It is not, it's taken for granted maybe in Washington with many think tanks, but uh, I would say that um, the ARCGS deserves a special uh, recognition of, of the having delivered what I just said. If I could chime in, um, uh, because the, the point you made, Frank, I think is really intriguing about the changes in the German-American relationship uh, over time. And you highlighted 9-11 as sort of a turning point. Uh, I, I imagine a turning point in a couple of different ways, because the American foreign policy focus changed to um, the the fight against terrorism. It of course, we've been uh, noting the 20th anniversary of the invasion of Iraq uh, just in the last few days, uh, which in some ways you know, encapsulates that that change in focus. And that came after a period where the United States spent a decade really focused on the structure of Europe, on the post-Cold War uh, order, everything from the Charter of Paris in 1990 um, and the, the uh, unification of Germany through the response to the wars in the Balkans, the first rounds of NATO and European Union enlargement. So um, that that change has been remarkable. And you know, the United States in its foreign policy spends a lot less time now thinking about Europe's internal arrangements and instead takes them uh, more or less as a given and seeks to work with them. Do you think this brings about in some ways, a more mature relationship uh, between Germany and the United States? Or do you see that as, um, uh, you know, th that what has been lost perhaps through the, the really intimate connection between the United States and, and Europe um, is the greater loss rather than the gain? Not easy to answer. And uh, this is a sort of... Um, adjustment in a constantly moving picture. And uh, this is why I mentioned the, uh, the continuity as the factor that um, ARCGS can bring. I mean, the fact that uh, Germany gets quite a bit of criticism about its policies, its standing in Europe, its, its hesitation to take over leadership. Uh, I think the institute itself can be, let's say, more forceful, more part of uh, the, uh, let's say, Washington insider discussion about it. I don't know how, but it's just from the outside, looking from the outside, is that the role, uh, maybe the institute should also see that it is being seen from the outside, that it can take off, take uh, certain uh, points of view that Germans coming from Germany could not do, but you are in Washington, you are, uh, that you have your legitimacy as an American institute. And so from this point of view, I would say the institute, maybe exaggeratedly, uh, the institute can also influence to some extent um, what Washington, the insider, think of Germany. You know, when I think about AICGS, I think that we have multiple roles that we've played and will continue to play in the future. 
One of them is to understand the German-American relationship. One of them is to understand Germany for an American audience. And a third one is to kind of connect people who are policymakers, who are academics, who are in the know that we bridge a gap between academia and the policy world. And that, that's one of the reasons I'm so proud to kind of be here. But Frank, you know, it was interesting. You, you really emphasized the fact that in the 80s, AICGS spent a lot of time trying to understand East and West Germany. After reunification in the 90s, during your time here, you said that that uh, was still a big concern of yours, the kind of East-West difference, the, you know, wall in the head, as people said. But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, I don't think that we have devoted as much attention to East-West differences over the last few years than previously. And then just when you think, well, the East-West differences are no longer salient, then all of a sudden they bubble up and they become salient again. Um, but what other issues do you think that we should be focusing on to make Germany more intelligible to an American audience? I mean, there are these topics, well, I couldn't bring anything new, but the topics that have been um, let's say, interesting for American audiences. Let's say the topic, the most interesting when I look at undergraduates or at universities is still the fact that people, when they go into Germany and study this, they want to know about the Nazis, they want about, uh, to know about the Holocaust, they want to know about what Germany is doing in memory. And so, and these are topics where I sometimes have the feeling um, ARCGS is uh, with this cultural programs as much as they are renamed or so uh, have to uh, play to this at least to make Americans aware um, that it is a an institute that has been founded by Stephen Muller a refugee uh, from Hamburg um, uh, who who has been really intensively involved in in reconciliation of the Jewish part and so on. These are things that should maybe uh, there could be that could be at least in the background. I mean, Lily Gardner has this had this project, and I don't have to stress this too much. But I want to bring it out because it is one of my um, let's say wishes that the academic connection, that the intellectual connection with universities, and so. Could be more stressed. Could be could be more prominent, and that is it. The others certainly. Uh, what what comes up is most the hottest, sexiest topic is military at the moment. Do the Germans, having had this military past, uh, come out of their pacifist corner? Um, the other is the refugees. How do they deal with Ukraine? With the refugees, how do they integrate them? And um, how do they reconsider Russia? So the end, what is then is something that's probably for for um, students in the universities and what could be outreach is, is certainly the ecological um, uh, problem, which you'd address. I cannot, you, you know this much better. That is something that um, my, the gist of my, Orientation is, as you can see, is is more or less what. How do you get, let's say, younger people, younger Americans, in, also interested, not just the establishment. No, that's something that really struck me from your comments earlier about the whole raison d'être 
of the center was to fill a vacuum that the retirement of the kind of emigrate generation was was creating. And it certainly is the case that, you know, we're acutely aware of the need, Nachwuchsarbeit, as, you know, Germans would say, but to try to reach out to the, to the next generation of people interested in Germany, uh, for sure. But, you know, um, I know that we're starting to come to the end of our time uh, during this podcast. So I wanted to turn it back in a, in a more personal direction. So Frank, you know, you've been affiliated and and um, been around with AICGS literally from the very beginning. And then you had this formal role between 1995 and 2003. So when you look back, what are some of your fondest memories or what are the, what are, what are some of the most intense uh, interactions or memories that you had during your time at AICGS? Yes. Maybe two answers, <clears throat> one very specific and one more general. And the more specific <clears throat> is a, a memory and that I pointed to uh, two minutes ago about Stephen Muller, whom I really venerate and uh, found a, 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 a important uh, person, not just for AICGS and not just for Hopkins, but in general for, uh, let's say, representation of uh, German emigres, German Jewish emigres in the United States. We had a workshop about maybe 2000, maybe 1999, um, about brain drain between uh, Germany and, and America, an old topic, but also a new topic, as we know, for, for the Germans. And at, and at this workshop, Stephen Muller, he wanted to be there, and he stood up. And he took these, let's say, 20 people, younger people, really by his memory. And that was a moment that I will never forget when Stephen Muller stood up and was explaining how he hated the Germans. And he hated the Germans because he was thrown out and suffered. And he had come back to Germany, in, to Hamburg in 1950 as the American observer and saw what Hamburg, how Hamburg was destroyed, how the people, how much the life of the Germans in Hamburg, many people, workers and so on, were affected by the war. And he looked at this, the misery, and felt that he could not just hate anymore. He became a convert to a reasonable, distant understanding of the Germans and became then, in his later years, one of the propagators of German-American friendship and reconciliation. So that was the moment that he gave us, and I will never forget. The more specific, more the general um, impression and good <laughs> in Washington was that Washington, when I said the attention spent eight minutes and not too, not shouldn't be too cultural, shouldn't be too specific, should be political. I felt that there was enough interest in Washington. Uh, I assume that the, that the end of the Cold War disentangled a lot of cliches about Europe in Washington, too much so that they even had, they looked for some cultural um, people to explain what's going on in Europe. 
And um, so that these workshops that were more or less directed towards cultural events could make an impression and found an audience in Washington. So that's my general thing that I found that in the 1990s, shortly after the unification, Washington was open to this, certainly inflamed by the cultural wars, but also that Germany could, could present something that was unique and could be explained through cultural understanding. That's more or less my... Wow. Well, I mean, I mean, those seem like uh, great kind of um, parting words. You know, Frank, uh, the AICGS would not be the same were it not for your contribution. So, you know, just thank you for everything that you've done for the Institute uh, over the years. If I can add, uh, you know, not only for for us, but for the field of uh, of, of German um, uh, studies, whether literature um, uh, comparative literature uh, and cultural studies. You know, we we have we have exceeded the eight minute time uh, uh, time span or attention span. Uh, <laughs> there, but I don't think we've abused the attention of our listeners. Um, uh, nevertheless, we have not touched on things uh, such as cultural diplomacy, where you have uh, written an extremely important uh, work uh, looking at uh, at Germany's uh, cultural diplomacy. And, and I think this is just another uh, reminder of the contributions that you have made to uh, understanding of Germany and to the German-American bond. Um, a, and uh, of course, it's gratifying uh, to hear your references as well to, uh, to our founder, Steve Muller, um, who was uh, just such a giant figure uh, in, in the, uh, on the American university landscape, but also in the, the area of, of German-American uh, relations. So I want to thank you, Frank, for uh, everything you've done, but also for spending time with us today to, uh, to put that in a current context. Uh, and it's uh, one of the things that inspires us as we look ahead to our next 40 years uh, to draw from the experience and wisdom of, uh, of people like you who have uh, you know, devoted uh, their lives uh, to this field. Thank you. I am delighted and I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to say something and to usually it's it's a praise. It's praising the Institute with all your predecessors, with your colleagues and with you both, Jeff and Eric, to be here. Thank you. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you and we look forward to having all of you uh, listeners with us again on the next episode of The Zeitgeist. Thanks for listening to The Zeitgeist podcast produced by the American Institute for Contemporary German Studies at Johns Hopkins University. Send us your feedback by email to info at AICGS.org or catch us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at AICGS. Don't forget to check out AICGS.org for more information from today's episode. Auf Wiederhören!